where do we want to be in five years? What do we want our life to look like in five years, in 10 years, in 20 years? And is this path going to carry us there? Is are we, what we're doing now? And if you know where you want to be, then it's so much easier to create the path, even though there's obstacles in the way. It's so much easier to work around those and continue to grow, learn, and build, and live and love to get to that point in that place. Welcome to this week's episode of the Online Creator Podcast. My name is Kim, your podcast host, business mentor, and audio storyteller. This show is a space to inspire through conversations and community to help us keep connected, keep inspired, and keep moving towards our goals. Expect to hear honest conversations and real-life experiences from entrepreneurs at every stage of business and from a wide range of industries. Find your confidence, see what is possible, and build the legacy that you have dreamed of. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Online Creator Podcast Season 2, and today we get into a conversation with Casey. Casey D'Amato is a highly accomplished business advisor and executive life coach with 20 years of experience as a high-achieving professional across multiple industries with a proven track record of success. I firsthand was able to meet and listen to a presentation given by Casey at an in-person conference this past fall, and I was so looking forward to diving in a little deeper about what she does with her clients today. So a little bit about her background. She started in pharmaceutical sales. She launched an aesthetic division of a dermatology practice, founded a global skincare brand, rapidly expanded her online coaching and consulting business. Casey truly understands what it takes to build a business, make strategic and difficult decisions. And she shares her expertise with service-based entrepreneurs who want more out of life want to get unstuck, and want to build a life that they can be proud to leave as a legacy. By providing easy-to-implement mindset strategy and unique proprietary tools, Casey supports and empowers her clients to find clarity and confidence, focus direction to live in more abundance, have more time, and make their biggest dreams become easily achievable. Let's welcome Casey to the show today. Good morning, Casey. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. So I love starting off the conversation, just kind of digging into a little bit about how you show up in your business for marketing. Is there a platform that you choose and or favor and show up consistently on and why? Great question. So I'm always experimenting. I am the most active these days on Instagram with LinkedIn being my second. I have very, I have a presence on Facebook and a Facebook group. Um, and a tiny little mini, mini, mini account on TikTok. But I spend most of my time on Instagram with LinkedIn as a very close second. So, and why, you know, for me, it feels more natural in those platforms. I feel like I can establish community with people that are like-minded in what I believe in and my values and my mission and my core, and we can have some great conversations there. So I like those platforms. They're little different audiences, Instagram and LinkedIn. Um, but that's where I spend most of my time, mostly because I just feel like I connect that to that audience the best. And I and I can understand the platform probably because I'm slow to change and they've been around for a little while and I'm slow to uh, adapt to the newer platforms like TikTok. Well, no, and I think that's an important piece that you um, mentioned there was being where our audience is. Right. And so if they are on LinkedIn or Facebook, 
why would we spend majority of our time on TikTok if right. they're not there, right? So I think that's an important piece. And then also being able to be um, showing up consistently because it doesn't matter you know, if TikTok is for our audiences, if we're not going to show up there, that doesn't make sense either. So um, I like that you mentioned both of those pieces. Now, you're a business advisor and life coach. I know you've seen some trends in 2023. Can we talk a little bit about what maybe distinctive patterns you have seen in business, maybe some mistakes that have held people or entrepreneurs back from progressing in their in their worlds? Yeah, this is this is a question that really hit home. I actually just recorded a workshop on this um, to talk about some of the mistakes from 2023 that were across multiple industries and what people can do to improve them. And, you know, I covered 15 different mistakes, but yeah, I want to summarize for your audience so that it's clear for everybody. Some of the big ones were that people underestimate the importance of aligning their business goals with their personal life goals. And for example, they may have a business goal for uh, a certain passion project that they're very, very passionate about. And then they're, and they're expanding that project. And in their personal life, they want to maybe do some real estate investing or they are maybe have something major going on, like planning a wedding or something like that. And so very quickly, people can fall into a season of overwhelm or even worse, fall into a season with financial pressure. All of a sudden, the budget wasn't quite balanced between the business and the personal life. So one of the biggest mistakes I see a lot of people made in 2023 was not aligning their business goals with their life goals and making sure that the time and energy and resources and finances and money were all in alignment and propelling growth simultaneously. So that was a big one. The second one was lack of being omnipresent. And when I say omnipresent, I'm referencing both online activities and offline activities. And that's another mistake that I saw in 2023 that a lot of people were really staying focused in one specific channel, even if they're online, one specific small niche and one small area online or maybe one platform. And that can really bite people and that can really backfire. So being omnipresent, both offline and online, whether that is networking events, whether that is attending conferences, whether that is having accountability, those relationships are much deeper and stronger. And the feedback and guidance that you will receive from offline activities can far propel the energy and effort that can go in the online activities. So I think a balance of both and being omnipresent across the online space in multiple areas online, as well as having a footprint offline, is critical for growth. And it's something that a lot of people overlooked in 2023. And the third is, you know, temptation. People are tempted a lot by the shiny objects or they're tempted by somebody else's success. And they think, oh, wow, if I do things the way that person did that thing, it will work for me. And underestimating their business model or their audience is different than the other person's. And what might work for one person, it's great to learn those skills and think, wow, that really worked. Now, let me think about my audience, the problems of my audience, what they're trying to gain from this. If I implement this, how much time, energy, and money will go into it compared to when I'll see the ROI? And is this the right choice for my business and my personal life? And so I saw temptation a lot in 2023. Temptation and distraction, I call they're sort of the same. 
Yes. And a lot of people fell into that trap as well. Yeah, those are three really good ones. And I think those are reflective a lot of people that I know in my world and myself as well. And I think every entrepreneur can probably be hit by those three things, right? Because the con- the first one, like the passion project, it's, it, you know, I think for the longest time we are, well, forever, people are still like, pick your niche, pick your niche, stay in there, stay in there, stay in there. But most of us are multi-passionate. So it's easy to try to see what else is out there and see what opportunities, but there is a balance. Yeah. There's some kind of balance between testing the waters and other areas that we're excited about that drive this creativity and passion, but also staying in your lane that uh, the lane that actually produces the revenue so that you can continue to reach your goals. So I feel like there's a little balance there as well. Um, and then the omnipresence, I think that's interesting. I, I am seeing and hearing a lot more people wondering what opportunities are out there in their communities like after COVID, we're trying to step away from always being on camera and what else is possible in person. So I find that one interesting and something that we shouldn't neglect or not think about. And there's opportunities like both met, didn't me, me, but we kind of met because you were at a in real life conference that I attended in the fall. And that was the first time I had been to an in real life one since COVID and since I started in this world. And I would say that that was probably the number one thing that most people wanted was that just human connection again. But I mean, I traveled quite a ways for that. And there are a lot of opportunities closer to home that we shouldn't neglect and should definitely consider. So that is something that I'm going to be working on a little bit better as well. And then, yeah, being tempted by other things. That's tricky too. And But I also love your point because I think it's those, again, falling back to what are our unique, you know, values and offerings? Why are people in our world in the first place? And how can we maybe implement some of those new ways, but in our own unique way? So I love those three. And I think it's something that is constantly in my head um, over and over because, yeah, it can be a lot. There's a lot of noise. Yes. And entrepreneurship is um, a little overwhelming. But again, it's a constant evolution as well. So not being tempted, but also, you know, being open. So I think it's a balance on all three of those. Is there a ways that you're seeing or helping your clients propel growth then in 2024? What are you seeing some opportunities there for? Yeah, the, there's a tool that I use that I develop. I, I call it the forecast cubed. And I find that this principle and this tool really helps propel people no matter what industry they're in. And the reason why I call it the forecast cubed is we're not just looking at the financial forecast. That's one piece of it. That's one of the three of the cube. So the financial forecast in their business. So we're looking at what is their signature product or service? How many of them are they intending on you know, selling per month times 12, right? We're looking at their gross forecast. And of course, there is budgeting and more advanced um, forecasting involved. But Ultimately, we're doing that basic nap. Are we going to get at a gross revenue level where we want to be from a revenue standpoint without putting our heads in the sand about the finances? And then we can back into the key performance indicators that would lead to that. So that's step one of Forecast Cube. The second step of Forecast Cube is forecasting your time. And when I work with my clients to forecast their time, we're doing a time diary and we're essentially blocking time into 
departments, even if this is a very early stage business, no matter what stage businesses, we're refining the departments that they're working in key concepts so that they can organize their time in a very efficient way. And we're making sure that there are enough minutes in the day for them to accomplish what they need to accomplish and that their time and energy is going into the tasks and projects that are going to be propelling them towards their ultimate goals. Because far too many times I work with my clients and there's so much time being invested in one area of their business, but it's not the business that's, that's not the area that's going to grow the business. So we look at the time and we break it down and then we look at that breakdown proportionately. We say, okay, is this the right way to spend the time? Number one is going to move the business and number two is fulfilling and lights you up. Which brings me to the third step of Forecast Cubed, which is fun. And how are you implementing fun into everything that you're doing, into your business, into your team, into your personal life? What are you doing for self-care, your personal relationships at home? And we're looking at the fun elements, new hobby that you're learning. I just picked up pickleball. I'm terrible at it, but I do it for fun. So what are the fun elements? Because if it's all business all the time, it's a one-way street to burnout. So the one tool that I focus on always with my clients is the forecast cubed. Are we on track and looking at metrics financially? This going to lead us toward that financial freedom. Are we on track to build time so that you have time freedom, you can breathe and you can enjoy the fun elements of your business and of your life? So the forecast cubed is one of the most powerful tools that I use to propel growth 100%. Second, I look at short-term and long-term goals. I think that's kind of another mistake that a lot of people will think of a short-term goal, what they're doing in the next six months or maybe this year. And while I that's very important, I look at that as a stepping stone to the next stage. Then what's that going to lead to next year and the year after? So that way you can recognize pivots that you need to make and you can make sure that you're stacking and you're building on this progress and growth year after year and you're not going to hit a wall with this one project that you're working on but at the end of this project where does this go would this retire does retire that's okay what do we do with our community that we've worked so hard to build going down this road and what new innovation would we be launching on the other side of this or new partnerships potentials and this is really a brainstorm it's really a pie in the sky when dreams are free big vision in a perfect world, this is what we're building to. Because if we can't dream it, it won't become real. So this stage of executing tactically what's going on now in the next six months to a year and big vision where dreams are free, thinking about in a perfect world, what will this lead into? And that's another way to lead to success. If you're not doing that now, I would recommend starting because each step of your energy should lead to the next. Otherwise, you're putting a lot of energy and output now, and this may be a dead end in a year or two years, and then you're back to the drawing board saying, now what? And that's what you don't want, because the most effort is up front. So once you build that momentum, the name of the game is to continue to stack and ride that momentum and build on it and not have to start over and completely reincarnate from scratch. So that's another tool uh, that I recommend using. And the last one is what I call the three who's. And the three who's represents surrounding yourself with teams of people at three different levels. One being your team of support. So these are people who work for you, your own team. Uh, maybe they're freelance, maybe they're full time. And this is, this is people that are in your ecosystem and supporting your effort. 
The second level of who's are people that you surround yourself with that you're collaborating with. So this is your networking groups. These are people where you're cross-promoting. Maybe you're speaking on each other's podcast. Maybe you're speaking at events. Maybe you are cross-referring and you have a community of people that can benefit from each other's, um, each other's projects. And it doesn't have to be even business. This level of who's can also be in your personal life. Who's holding you accountable for your self-care or your daily workouts? Are you getting a trainer or a friend that's helping you with some of your self-care? So that middle level of who's are people that you're collaborating with and growing together. And then your top level of who's, I recommend at least three mentors, coaches, advisors. Who's helping guide? Who has been there and done it? Who is guiding you? on your complicated decisions, your strategic next steps, and when you're hitting the roadblocks, helping you navigate around them. Who's helping you make that decision of, should I navigate, should I pivot, or should I stop altogether, shut this down, and do something different? So that level of guidance, I recommend at least three, somebody who's high level and somebody who's got some more tactical skills in your industry. So you've got different perspectives and different areas of expertise guiding. If you have the right level of who's, the right team supporting you, the right collaborators and networkers growing all together with you, and the right mentors, coaches, and advisors, it's very difficult to take you down because you are pretty insulated from all of the challenges in business and all of the roadblocks and obstacles and left hooks that we get hit with every day, fires that come our way. There will be somebody in that ecosystem that can give you guidance and support. You're never alone no matter how bad things are, one of those levels, there will be somebody, one of those levels that can help you overcome the situation at the moment. So the three who is, is another one that I, I highly recommend. I work with my clients on surrounding, building the team on all levels, uh, surrounding them, insulating them so that we can just navigate and conquer anything that comes our way. I don't think I've actually ever heard it described like that before. And I, it totally makes sense. It's very clear. The online space is very, it's very lonely. And there's a lot of us that are small teams. And so in order to be able to, you know, like January is a tough month. You know, we get all this excitement. I feel like it is anyways. We get all this excitement from December. We've had some time to like, hopefully we've had some downtime to build ourselves up again and and feel like good and healthy and look after ourselves and spend time with our family and friends. And then we get into January, we get all these expectations of what we want to do and where we want to go in our business and our in our world. And then it's like, oh my gosh, like the real life kind of slaps us in the face. And it's like, okay, yeah, but I still have client work. I got to bring in revenue and I got to do these. So how do I reach all these um, expectations and goals if I can't even get through the month of January, right? So but surrounding yourself with these three who's I think is a brilliant way of looking at it. And is there any advice, I guess, as far as I understand the your team and I understand the networking, but I always get hung up a little bit on um, the mentorship and coaches and advisors. Do you have any advice for people out there that are looking for that level, but may have been burned before or maybe just are not sure what the right fit is or what what area of an advisor or mentorship they need, I guess, yes. and, and where to even start looking? Yes. And I found about that question quite a bit. And the the first suggestion that I can make related to this is something that I just came to be recently because that term coach, advisor, mentor is thrown around so much. The first recommendation I have is to classify the type, the style of coach, mentor, or advisor. And when I say that, there's a lot of coaches, mentors, and advisors that are essentially teachers. 
they're basically teaching a methodology that they used and they're, they are now coaching people on how to do what they did. And there's lots of people in the digital entrepreneur space that are teaching that. I call it the tactical coaches. They're teaching you the specific skill or the specific way that they build and they're getting very much into the weeds. You're getting templates and you're getting all these things. So there's that type of coach that's a, what I call the educational tactical coach. And there's definitely benefit to those coaches. That's different than what I consider more of the, the high level advisor or kind of executive life coach. That person is guiding you for you, not plugging into a program that existed. Probably not going to have so many pre-made templates, but you're, you're probably going to get asked a lot of questions and you're going to be doing a lot of self-reflecting. And that person is asking strategic questions to help you realize ultimately what you want, help you realize the roadblocks and is then brainstorming with you on a high level how to accomplish your goals, both in business and in life. So it's not the tactical educational coach. It's more of a guide, a a business guide, a trusted partner that is there when you can just unload. This is what's going on. These are my problems. And we're not, you're not going to receive a template. You're going to receive, you know what, th it seems like this is not working. We need to either improve team, improve systems, work on your leadership, look at our level of who's, revisit our forecast cube. Let's go back to these foundational elements. Look at your short-term and long-term growth plan. Let's figure out what's broken and let's fix it. That's more of what I consider the guide, the trusted guide or the trusted partner type of coach, different than the educational tactical coach. So when you're looking for your own upper level of who's, identify the type of person. And I recommend a balance. So I am more of that trusted partner or guide. But I always recommend to my clients, let's get some tactical coaches in here. Let's get some people in your industry that have the technical skill that's not me. They're going to give you these templates. Right. They're going to help streamline us and we're going to adapt some of their things. But they're not necessarily thinking about, are you getting enough self-care and what's your time blocking and, you know, all of, all of the things. So depending on the area that you feel like you're struggling the most, I typically recommend getting a tactical coach, mentor or advisor, somebody in that area that maybe they're an expert in social media. Maybe they're an expert in podcasting. Maybe they're an expert in, you know, who knows, online courses, whatever it might be, right. go to that for the tactical skills, but always have the other, the trusted guide and the trusted partner that when you're hitting the roadblocks, they can help you overcome and balance things. So you want a combination. I usually recommend three total. So you're getting different perspectives um, between the coaches, mentors, and advisors. So hopefully that helps a little bit just identifying that there's core differences between the teaching and the tactical coaches versus the coaches that are more guides and kind of business partners, essentially life partners to help you on your journey. No, I love that. And I, I can also see it being like layered. Imagine this, a customized website design that is as unique as you are and done in one week. Think of us as your in-house website designer, we offer a semi-custom show-up website design that is ideal for the established coach, creative, online business owner who is ready to create a presence online and is ready to take action quickly. We build out a layout that nurtures your visitors, 
SEO best practices to help you get ranked in Google, development of five plus pages to drive traffic, and training and launch support so that you can update your website after our time is done. You have the choice. You can keep spinning your wheels and flying by the seat of your pants, or you can have a strategically designed website that allows you to connect and convert because that is what your business deserves. If you're interested in learning more, check out the link in the show notes to see if Website in a Week is the right fit for you. I'm not sure how you work with your clients. Do you work with them in retainers as far as so many months? Or how do you work with clients specifically yourself? My program is very concierge. So I work with my clients one-on-one and we meet via Zoom and, and text and email. They have access to me almost all the time. And most of my programs are six months to 12 months because we're working through seasons. We're growing business. We're growing life. We need some time to adjust, adapt, and test, right? We're going to put some things together and we're going to do some beta tests and we're going to see. And sometimes we're training team. Sometimes we're rolling out new projects. So typically six to 12 months, 12 months is when we can get the most momentum and the most traction and see the most powerful outcomes. We can do some damage in six months too. Absolutely. Well, and I I just wanted to get your um, side point on that, because I think it's important to when you do figure out who you need to be able to give them the opportunity to work with you long enough to be able to see some results. Because I think that's what some of us do, too. We want the the quick fixes. Um, Maybe budget wise, we're just like we're just starting out and we're not sure. So we start and then we get frustrated. And then, you know, it, it takes time to build that relationship with your coach or your mentor or your guide. And then it also takes time to see some results because things take some time. But I think you can layer all the different styles of coaches as well. Um, You know, maybe there's seasons in your life throughout your business that you just need a little bit more self-care, some help to work through some mindset hurdles. Uh, And maybe that can be a little bit more spurts throughout your year versus like the guide that really helps build that layer of momentum in your business. I see that working really well together. And I can see a huge benefit of that, no matter how big your team is, really, because I'm sure you work with all walks of businesses as well, like small teams to bigger teams as well. Right. And that's the other thing I think that holds a lot of us back is, you know, we think we're not worthy of it because we don't have enough yet, you know, but maybe that's what's holding us back from getting to that next level. That's just it. That's just it. If we think that we're not worthy or we think we're not ready or we'll work with that person when but then will the win ever happen? Because maybe right. that person is what's going to propel you to the win. And mm-hmm. no matter what coach or mentor you work with, the one thing that should happen early is the clarity. Things should become clearer. The vision and the path, that part can happen pretty quickly. The execution obviously is what takes the time when the execution leads to the results. But picture and the roadmap, that can happen fairly fast and fairly early on if you're working with the right team of mentors and advisors and coaches. Ah, that's super exciting. And I think really, really good words of advice in there. One last thing before we wrap up. I mean, you touch on so many good gems in there, but I always find this one interesting as well. When you're looking at, I'm looking back at the um, forecasting your time and blocking off like what you want to achieve in certain amounts of time. How do you do that in a way that makes sense? Because so many work differently like some people work in quarters some people work just you know with the feel of how their business is in that season like how it it, does that depend on the business as well or do you like working in blocks of certain periods of time throughout the year 
if we're looking at a whole calendar year, you mean like yeah. if you're spending different seasons on different activities, yeah. that sort of thing? That depends on the industry. So some industries will have right. more of a launch period where they are actively gotcha. growing or other people's businesses are very seasonal. They might be very busy around holidays or something like that, or they might be slower over the summer. A lot of businesses experience that. So it's very typical for the trend of business to ebb and flow. So it's very, very normal for there to be season where there's growth phase and seasons where you're rebuilding, re-strategizing, rethinking. Gotcha. The, we want to time that when the industry is typically slower, of course. Mm -hmm. So maybe those are the summer months. That that's the time to reorganize, re-strategize, look, and then build again. Now, with all that being said, watching numbers and watching metrics is critical. And that I recommend doing on a monthly level, at least at a micro stage, a quarterly much deeper and at the six month and the one year on a quite deep level so that you can recognize what's working, do more of that, recognize what's not working and decide if you're going to either retire it or adapt it and fix it. So I do always, when it comes to measuring the goals and how close we are getting to that goal, to that roadmap, to that, that rainbow at the end of this vision that we're building for the business and life, we're watching metrics and that all the time. So we're measuring both business performance, whether that's marketing metrics or true KPI business metrics, but we're also looking at the metrics around time. We're looking at, you know, are we having fun in business and at home? Are we doing the things that are driving the needle in our personal life, if we have personal goals, as well as the business? And how are we measuring that? How are we measuring the time? We, you know, a lot of that comes to having enough time for self-care because that's the first thing that we'll neglect is ourselves, the very first thing. And if we don't put the oxygen mask on ourselves, we cannot help our business. We can't help our family, our friends, or our community. So self-care is typically the first thing people will neglect. And they underestimate the fact that that is actually the most important and the that should never be neglected. It's so crazy. And I love that you uh, put an emphasis on that because I think a lot of us, when we start, you know, come from corporate and then get into this world, we're like, oh, we got, we're going to have tons of time to do self-care now that we're working for ourselves. And I have found myself <laughs> sitting way too long, like way longer, working way harder than I ever did when I was yeah. working for a big business, big company. And it's hard. It's actually really easy to snowball that into, oh my gosh, now I'm feeling like exhausted. And, and that's where we get that overwhelm and that's where we get burnt out. And so absolutely prioritizing that time. And I know that you have so many other great tactics for looking after our, our time during the week, work week as well. I, I think you are a firm believer in time blocking as well. And I, I know we don't have a lot of time to get into that, but that could be another tool that people should look yeah. into at least Definitely. to um, organize your days, your weeks, because it can just happen. And before you know it, you know, <laughs> and multitasking, weeks come by. multitasking is the enemy of execution and yeah. it's a one way street to burnout. So if 100%. you're multitasking, your audience is multitasking, stop right now because yeah. it is a one way street to burnout and the progress and the efficiency and the productivity will be significantly handicapped if you're multitasking. So time blocking is so critical to progress and growth and time blocking your blocks first 
what you're doing. So your diary time blocks. And then second, yeah. look at it and say, are these the activities that are going to move me forward? Me and if not, then we need to reduce that time block and increase the ones that will move me forward. Ah, such good advice. If people want to know more about you and how to get into your world, uh, where can they find you? So I'm on Instagram uh, at Casey D'Amato for sure. Also on LinkedIn. Um, all my handles are at Casey D'Amato. You're welcome to email me anytime. I'm KCD, CaseyD'Amato.com. I've got some great free tools. I'm happy to share my recent workshop, which is the top mistakes of 2023 and how to jumpstart 2024. So if you shoot me a DM, I'm happy to send you the link for that workshop. It's about an hour, give or take. And it's got some 15, 15, uh, tips about mistakes from 2023 and 10 tips on how to be successful in 2024 and beyond. So I'm happy to share that with anybody who may be interested and happy to just connect and be a part of your world. If I can bring any insights or if I can learn from you, let's all learn and grow together. That's so great. And I'll make sure those are all linked for sure in the show notes. And before I let you go, I love ending off uh, with just a couple of quick questions. And I, I would just love to know, like you, you've, have had so many amazing experiences in your entrepreneurial world. Um, what does success mean to you and, and why? So I define success as freedom and fulfillment. If you feel free and fulfilled, you are successful. And it's up to you to determine what that means to you. It will most likely be some level of abundance of time, the resources, and you're doing the things that you love with the people who you love to be around. And to me, that's success. That is freedom and fulfillment and what it's all about. And has there been any instrumental uh, players or pieces um, throughout your journey that has really helped you get there? Um, instrumental players. Oh my gosh, I have so many mentors. You know what? My first big mentor was Tony Robbins and that's where I got my certification for coaching. So I still, I use a lot of Tony's principles in everything that I do. And when I'm feeling stuck myself, I revert back to, to those principles as well. And there's so many people, gosh, over the years, more recently, I can't even think of who may come to mind, but ultimately I always think about the end in mind. And so there's so many people that have written about this and Stephen Covey, I know in his book is probably one of the more recent that I read about. Always starting with the end in mind, where are we going? Where do we want to be in five years? What do we want our life to look like in five years, in 10 years, in 20 years? And is this path going to carry us there? Is are we, what we're doing now building to what we want our life to be? And so that is a core principle that I lean on quite frequently is always starting with the end in mind because otherwise we're navigating a path with blinders on and we're in a fog and we don't know where we're going to end up. And if you know where you want to be, then it's so much easier to create the path. Even though there's obstacles in the way, it's so much easier to work around those and continue to grow and learn and build and live and love and learn to get to that point and that place. Oh, that's so good. And I love your definition of success and what has helped you get to that level for you. There's so many good nuggets in today's conversation. I so appreciate your time. And I know that I will be definitely checking out that link that you're going to be giving us because if you only scratch the surface on what you got into, I can only imagine how amazing it would be to learn more from you and to be in your world in some capacity. So again, thank you so much for your time. 
Thanks again for tuning into this week's episode of the Online Creator Podcast. If you haven't subscribed to the show yet, please do so on your favorite media player and come check us out over on YouTube where you have full access to our episodes on video there. You can check out the important links mentioned in today's episode in the show notes and please join the conversation over on Instagram at May and James Co. I'll see you next week.